If you're ready to get out of your own way to follow the seven-figure science of success, then welcome to Sell Without Selling. Tune in with renowned international speaker Stacey O'Byrne as she shows you how mastering relationships, achieving the proper mindset, and attaining the necessary motivation will catapult you away from failure and onto your journey to greatness. And now, here is your host, Stacey O'Byrne. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Sell Without Selling. I'm your host, Stacey O'Byrne, and I believe that learning the art and the science of how to sell without selling is the only way to achieve high six and seven figure success. Today, I am speaking with a really good friend of mine, Cindy Winslow. Cindy has long believed that the words you use matter, and amen to that because we have a lot in common when it comes to the way we linguistically express ourselves. Whether you are having a friendly conversation or writing content for your business, clearly conveying your thoughts and ideas is imperative. Most of Cindy's career has been spent in the real estate industry as a full-time agent, real estate trainer, and mentor for new agents. Later in her career, she helped start a nonprofit. The company built new homes and modified existing ones for people with disabilities. Starting her certified virtual expert career as a real estate support virtual assistant led her to create content for real estate agents, thus rekindling her passion for her love of writing. Cindy created your cup of copy. I love that name of her business. Cindy created your cup of copy to help more entrepreneurs grow their businesses after years of sales training, persuasive copywriting is a good fit for her skills. As a former trainer and personal development advocate, working with personal and business development coaches and trainers was a natural alliance. I believe that learning the art and the science of how to sell without selling is the only way to achieve high six and seven figure results. I am so excited for you to hear my conversation today with Cindy. And really quick, if you're a business owner, entrepreneur, sales professional, and you haven't hit the level of success that you've wanted or needed, or if you're stuck in your business and needing a pivot in your business, in your success, or maybe you just want more, and you understand the importance of having a coach to help identify the blind spots, increase accountability, and help with success strategies to take you, your business, and your income and even your success to the next level. If this sounds like something for you, then head over to pivotpointadvantage.com slash I want success. That's pivotpointadvantage.com slash I want success. There's a quick application there that will see if we're a great fit for each other. Let's do this. Cindy, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I am so excited you're here. I know how crazy busy you are this time of year we're all you know we're rolling into the holidays everyone's working on getting year end behind them right and start mm -hmm. the new year out and you're just plugging away a cup of coffee right <laughs> yes i am trying to work ahead a little bit so i can take good. some time off good awesome so you know you've got a very diverse career 
So I really want to leverage that for our listeners. You know, we've got listeners at all different levels. You know, some are just starting out. Some still have jobs and, you know, they're working on their side hustle, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, others, others, they're, they're getting by, you know, they've got, a, they, they've done a great job creating a job for themselves and they're, they're working on figuring out how to up level and next level that. And then I, I know some visitors that I've had the, the pleasure to speak with that are killing it out there, right? They're slaying really healthy six figure and, you know, seven figure income. So we've got a diverse listening group and you have such a diverse career. I really want to leverage that for all. So you started in real estate, right? Yes. So you woke up one day and said, I want to sell homes and help people find their dream homes. And I'm assuming that was really easy. It was a really easy transition. Like you just went out, got your license and then had thousands of clients, right? Yes. My uh, first husband was in the military and I thought this will be a great career that I can carry with me wherever we land. (laughs) How simple, easy, complicated, difficult was it for you to start that real estate business? It it was hard for me to start because I was in an area where I didn't know anybody. Um, I was new to the area and fortunately it was a, there was a high military concentration there. So there were a lot of people moving. <laughs> yeah. And that was way back in the, in 96. Okay. So it was a long time ago. Okay. So what did you find were your biggest struggles as a new agent? Um, at the time in real estate, they were really pushing cold calling. Mm, and that was that. that was far beyond my comfort zone. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So cold calling. Um let's start with what did you find was complicated and then what was simple for you? Okay. So the cold calling was complicated. Was there anything else that you found difficult? Um other than learning the area, mm-hmm. you know, it it was a business that felt pretty natural to me. I mean, you yeah. have to learn contracts and mm-hmm. legalities, but it okay. wasn't What was simple for you? Um, building the relationships with my clients. Okay. Okay. You know, for me, when I made the transition, you know, I went from military to corporate America. Mm-hmm. And I grew up in a family that that always worked. You know, my 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 grandfather worked for Scott Paper back east, right? He he went to work, worked eight hours a day, worked over 20 years, retired, got a pension, right? Got got that very special gold watch for for his meritorious time of service. Mm-hmm. And then he retired and lived out his retirement. My my father, my father was a sales engineer and, you know, sales positions in corporate America are, are, are like corporate preneurs, right? A salesperson mm-hmm. in corporate America really writes their own income because of the, the commission scales. So that was where I, I saw and learned the, the freedom to really write and define your own worth. And 
So my dad involved me a lot during, you know, bring your kid to work day. And, you know, I used to do outside sales calls with him. And, you know, my mom worked a corporate job, you know, she worked for sales, she worked for a lot of different jewelry industries. And so my mom always punched that time clock too. When I exited corporate America, transitioning into entrepreneurship was was hard for a multitude of reasons. One, I didn't have a boss. I didn't have that time clock, so to speak, to punch. I had nobody watching over me, nobody telling me what to do, nobody telling me what needed to be done. And I really early on had to exercise discipline quickly because it was really easy. I jokingly say today, I had the the best boss and the worst boss ever, the best boss, because when I wanted time off, I gave it to myself. <laughs> worst boss, because when I wanted time off, I gave it to myself, right? Um, the, the lack of the guarantee of paycheck and the, the real true understanding of, of what, it, what it meant and what it was like to be in business. You know, because I got my degree in business management. And when I got my bachelor's in that, it was book smarts about business. It really wasn't skill sets, implementation, you know, things that were really implementable. It wasn't ground level. I, I jokingly, when I'm on stage, you know, brag about the fact that I have a million dollar PhD from the School of Hard Knocks, because let's just <laughs> say, uh, I'd say for the first 10 years, I probably got the shit beat out of me. <laughs> so I learned discipline quickly. I learned structure and planning and uh, strategic planning and goal setting and action planning were all necessary because Without a boss, I was the boss. And to boss myself with no direction was a little difficult. As, as I started getting the hang of it and then started employing people, it got simpler. Mm -hmm. And, you know, being a business owner and being an entrepreneur are two very, very different things. And I'm actively still learning the process because the bigger my businesses get, the bigger my net worth gets, the more questions I have. So I surround myself with people who have been where I've been and have gone where I want to go. You know, all my coaches today earn eight figures or more. Mm -hmm. So that helps me learn the path to get from my seven figure knowledge base to an eight figure knowledge base. So we share several things. One, the, the the embracing of the importance of vernacular and and the ability to articulate and really lean into linguistics, right? Mm -hmm. Two, our our love and passion for personal and professional development. I think that's why I got so connected with you so fast when I met you. Yeah. So you transitioned from real estate and then became this virtual assistant, mm -hmm. which to me is kind of like taking a hamster on a wheel and putting <laughs> a glass on top of it, because you've never struck me as that type of person that hides behind a computer. So how was that transition for you to go from 
true one-on-one relationship building to mm-hmm. that virtual expert. And in the beginning, I know that you kind of floundered finding your niche before you found mm-hmm. the niche of copy, right? Right. So how was that transition for you? So I was working with the nonprofit that I helped to start. And two years into it, it was actually our two-year anniversary <laughs> The, our parent company was also a nonprofit, which was not a smart idea, but it was who we could get to support us in our, our efforts. Mm-hmm. Um, they lost state funding and therefore they shut us down. Is they, it makes sense. They're not going to cut all their employees. Before yeah. They, yeah. So it, it made perfect business sense. Mm-hmm. But at that point, I thought... You know, I thought that would be the job I retired from because I loved it, helping people and using my real estate skills. So I um, then thinking about it, I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to go back to real estate sales 24-7. I was burnt out from it for doing it for over 20 years. So Mm -hmm. um, I had heard about virtual assistants in the real estate world for years. I didn't know anybody that worked with them, but. I thought, well, that would be a natural. I know real estate. I know people in the area. Yeah, uh, I had no trouble getting clients because people knew me as a real estate agent in the area. But I quickly learned that I might as well be a real estate agent if I'm going to be a real estate support specialist because mm. <laughs> I started getting called. You know, the more comfortable my clients got with me, the more comfortable they got calling me at six o'clock in the morning or texting me late at night. Yep. And that wasn't what I wanted to get into business for. Okay. So then from there floundering and realizing that um, the responsibilities as that virtual expert, that virtual assistant was just giving you the unglorified responsibilities of being an agent. Right. When did you make that shift to cup of copy? Um, I started to toy with it probably four years ago, maybe. Okay. Um, and I thought, you know, maybe I'll do systems because I like organization and stuff like that. But then I really looked at my business, what I was doing, and I knew that the blog writing I was doing and the social media content I've been writing for clients were really where the thing I enjoyed most about that, that position. So that's when I decided that, you know, probably in the late nineties, I took a children's writing course. It was a at home course that you could do through the mail. Yep. (laughs) And I had never done anything with it. I knew I always wanted to write and now with all the sales training I had as a real estate agent, I knew I could turn that into a copywriting business to help other entrepreneurs in their nice. businesses. Nice. So what you're saying is we're all just a bunch of kids. <laughs> <laughs> we may act like it sometimes. We either well, suffer yeah. from entrepreneurial squirrel syndrome or entrepreneurial toddler syndrome. It's one <laughs> or the other. <laughs> So, okay. So cup of copy, let's, let's roll into this because this is actually when 
I physically formally met you. Right. I I knew of you when you were doing that uh, virtual expert service because I had referred a client to you and mm -hmm. and uh, because you got connected to me from a mutual friend. Right. And my client just raved about you on a continual basis. So this this cup of coffee, um, if I may go down a small rabbit hole and, mm -hmm. and give them a a little a little hindsight. Um, Cindy's husband uh, several months ago was going through the journey of uh, retirement mm -hmm. and Cindy was teetering back and forth. You know, she's going to retire. She's going to slow down. Everything's going to stop. And Cindy was uh, part of um, uh, our group coaching that, mm -hmm. that, that we were doing. And every time she would talk about wanting to slow down she would contradict it linguistically <laughs> with dreams and visions and and i very specifically remember on a call when i confronted you on it mm -hmm. and it was like you know how are you going to make this and work these hours do you really want to retire now, for those of you who haven't heard the episode where I talk about retirement, I don't believe in retirement. Do I believe in Freedom Day? Absolutely. However, when you when you search out the definition of retirement, it is um, it's farm vernacular, and back in the days of farming, they would when they were done with their plow horses they would put them out to pasture to retire them in other words they would put them out to the field until they died because they were no longer of use so for me i found it ironic that that's what corporate america does that's what we do when someone reaches a very specific age we put them out to pasture we're done with them mm -hmm. well for me my future is going to look different because I create my future. So I refuse to retire. I'm going to, I'm creating freedom, right? Mm -hmm. Through creating generational wealth and, and, you know, all other strategies and aspects like that. And will I ever stop working? For one, I don't ever feel like I work, right? Uh, when I get to work with clients, Coaching, I don't feel like that's work. When I get to work with our, our group coaching, I don't feel like that's work. Doing this, I don't feel like that's work. When I'm speaking and training, I am not working, right? Will I do it at, at the magnified pace that I do it today? Probably not. I have a team, I have systems in place that will take over as I exercise my freedom more and more, right? So when I remember very specifically that call when I called you on the carpet and you got really quiet and then the very next call, you were like, yeah, I don't want to retire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you have this big vision now. I mean, you really want to build this, this cup of coffee serious and healthy, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that you have to be a slave to it because you know, there's a difference between building a business and building a job. Most business people do a great job of building a great job that demands all their time, right? 
Yeah. About leaning into leverage and building the business around the life that you want. And that doesn't mean that it negates you financially or limits you financially. It just means that you have a strategy and a plan that's implementable to create what it is you want. Mm -hmm. So tell me where we're at right now with cup of copy, because if memory serves me properly in the short period of time in our group, you almost doubled your business. Is that fair? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll say ish, right? Yeah, but, it, ish, but it was pretty yeah. close. It, it was pretty yeah. close. So um, what are your what are your plans? What are your goals for Cup of Copy moving forward since you have come out of the closet and announced the fact that you're not retiring? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be doing something anyway. So I might as well do something I love and get paid for it, right? Right, <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I have a, I have the entire year laid out now, thanks to right. you. Um, <laughs> and I know what I'm doing each quarter, um, what I'm going to be promoting. I have things in place that I need to have in place for that. And um, we're going to grow this business. We're going to grow it past six figures, maybe. Who knows? You know, your your plan, um, when I was going over it, uh, the, the sheer implementation of it should take you very easily past six figures. And you haven't hit that in a long time. Right. Yep. So I'm really excited for the year to come with you. I, I really am. And, and I mean, reality is looking at the plan, you're really going to work less than what you expected, right? Yeah, I think just having that organization when you sit down every day and know what you've got to do takes all, I mean, I probably waste more time figuring out what I have to do before I had such a detailed plan. <laughs> yeah. And now it's rolling up the sleeves and implementing it, being able to adapt, adjust, be flexible mm -hmm. and uh, be accountable and pivot, right? When necessary. So let's let's talk about copy because I think I think so few really lean into the importance of copy, you know, with mm -hmm. what they put on social media versus, you know, what they what they do when they craft an email or a message or a blog or film the, or their website for that matter, or you know, even their social media profiles. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. tell me tell me the the importance of copy and 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 why we'll start there well i think that's how you sell so <laughs> how you get people interested in what you're doing but you really have to understand your ideal client and their pain points because mm -hmm. that's where what your copy needs to touch on mm -hmm. um so that they they understand you're going to open that conversation up. You're there. You understand what they're struggling with. Therefore they may want to have a further conversation with you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I think what a lot of people really fail to realize is several things when it comes to linguistics. One, we create as we speak. Two, in some cases, our vernacular 
our copy is our first impression specialist. Mm -hmm. it, it's how people meet us. It's either our tone of voice or it isn't. Mm -hmm. If we write it, what impression are we delivering? What are we really saying? What are we really creating? If someone else writes it, is it our tone? You know, that's probably one of the biggest things when you hire somebody to yeah, write yeah. copy for you is, are they speaking your term? I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Are they speaking your tone? Because if somebody wrote my copy and I don't write my copy, you know, I, I have staff and, and trust me when I tell you, they know me very well, <laughs> but if somebody was to talk about fluffy bunnies and flowers and that wouldn't be me because I'm pretty crass and real and I straightforward and I tell it like it is with a lot of love backing it. Right. Mm -hmm, I'm mm -hmm. just, um, um, what you see is what you get. And if they wrote fluffy bunnies and flowers and attracted people that attracted that, they'd meet me and go, wow. <laughs> Right. Yes. Um, so it's really important to meet that expert that understands how to capture your voice, capture mm -hmm. your tone. How do you do that? A lot of research. I, um, you know, look, I scour the Internet, see what they have on there. What Were they on a podcast? Do they have a YouTube channel? I love when they have some video somewhere because then I can really get a sense for how they talk and you know, yeah. are they, and I love the clients who like humor. <laughs> <laughs> you know, wrap it up with a nice little sarcastic bow and ribbon. That's right. <laughs> you <So, bet. laughs> What's your favorite copy to write? Do you have a, a very favorite lane you like to be in? I have a couple of things that I really enjoy. Um, I have been writing LinkedIn profiles for entrepreneurs and that is it. It's so fun to send the finished copy to them. I'll interview them and, you know, we have about an hour long interview and I get to know their business and all that. And um, when I send it to them, they say, who is this person you're talking about? Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, that's just what you told me. Yeah. <laughs> I had one one client I wrote a LinkedIn profile for. She was an amazing woman. She was a um, college professor. She decided to leave teaching because her daughter had some trouble in school in high school, and she decided that she was getting bullied and you know all the terrible things that happened. So she yeah. quit her job to homeschool her daughter. Wow. And she figured out how to take the homeschooling rules of Georgia and create an entire program where children like her daughter could end up with a college diploma instead of a GED if they dropped out of high school or whatever. And she started she started a, a program where she teaches people online how, you know, she holds class online. She works where the student is when they come into the program. She's created programs to work in the local prisons where she lives. And when I wrote her profile for her, she sent me an email a few weeks later. And she, said, <laughs> she said, I was filling out an RFP for another prison program I was going to do. 
And I looked at my profile and I looked <laughs> at this R RFP and she said, I tripled what I was going to ask for them wow. to pay me. And she got it. Oh. She said, I'm a boss. I'm going to get paid like a boss. <laughs> wow. That's phenomenal. Yeah. You so know, not... I, I just love those kind of stories. And it, it, there are a lot of women, especially that when you write their profile, they don't see yeah. what their uniqueness and what they bring to the table. Yeah. And that's what I try to show in their profiles. Not only is our copy, in some cases, our first impression specialist, in some cases, it's our last impression specialist. Mm -hmm. You know, in some cases, when someone meets us or hears about us or finds us and they start doing that research, looking at the blogs, looking at the website, looking at the social media profiles, looking at everything we have out there about ourselves, that could help someone make a decision as to whether or not they even want to engage with us before they ever meet us. Right. Right. So, I mean, the reality is one of the hardest people to talk about is ourself. Mm -hmm. And when I say that people love to talk about themselves, they avoid spotlighting and highlighting themselves because then it it comes in their and their imprint and their program it comes about it comes across as bragging or ostentatious right mm -hmm. they're like well i can't tell people that i did that because dot 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 well people need to know that so right. if you can't do it hire somebody that can right let someone interview you extract from you what your greatness is and then write it about you because it's you Right. And what seems like just, well, it's just me, gives other people the opportunity to know who that just you is, that right. you're not willing to highlight, right? So, Cindy, welcome to the signature question of the show. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and our signature question of the show is, what the does selling without selling mean to you? Oh, I, it's to building relationships. Like my entire real estate career was built on relationships, whether it was, you know, naturally with my clients, it was always building that relationship, but continuing the relationship past the transaction. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, the goal for most real estate agents is you get to a point where most of your business is coming from referrals. That's not going to happen if you don't have relationships. Yep. Um, but also with lenders and home inspectors and other real estate agents from around the country who you can refer clients to you. So it's all about those relationships. It is absolutely. You know, ironically, um, right before we hopped on recording this podcast, I had a a strategy session with someone who found me through my podcast and she took advantage of um, scheduling and putting herself on my calendar. Mm -hmm. And she has really big goals for 2024. And one of those goals is to triple her business. Now she does pretty decent right now. I mean, she, 
she she makes a very modest income you know like 70 80,000 she does live in southern california so that's not the healthiest income to yeah. thrive on here right right and, um and for her she really wants to hit the 300,000 mark this year and she back in her corporate days that used to be her income and uh she has a few business ventures and entrepreneurial ventures and and it's not a distraction they all are very cohesive and um she asked me how I thought I could help her so you know we were we were talking about her strategy and she looked at me and she shook her head and she goes I I'm not a salesperson and I go well that's fantastic and she goes well, how am I going to triple my income if I if I can't sell? And I said, well, not being a salesperson and can't sell are two totally different things. I said, the best salespeople in the world never sell. Mm -hmm. They stand on their expertise. They stand on their knowledge. They become educators, strong communicators. They believe in themselves. They understand the problems they sell, and they also understand that they are a solution provider. And they meet people where them where they're at to take them where they want to go. They never sell. So I said, you don't have to sell. Selling without selling starts with, well, it starts with you. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're going to believe in anything in this upcoming year, Start with believing in you. And then when you can believe in yourself, other people can borrow that belief and lean into it and start believing in you as well. Mm -hmm. So needless to say, I do have a new client now. <laughs> <laughs> of course. And, and reality is for me, selling without selling starts with what's between your ears and what's in your heart. Mm -hmm. Because if you can't believe in you, either can your prospective client. If you can't invest in you, either can your prospective client. Mm -hmm. And reality is we're going to attract who we are. If we're slow at making decisions, we're going to attract people who are slow at making decisions. If we constantly convince ourselves that we can't afford something, guess who we're going to, going to attract? You know, our unconscious mind is constantly seeking out lessons and closure. So it does that by presenting every lesson in front of us. So mm -hmm. everyone we engage with is a mirror reflection of who we are, how we are, and how we show up. You want different results? Be different. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Success is that simple, right? And that's how we sell without selling. So Cindy, I know that you're preparing for the holidays and I know how productive your schedule is and how full it is <clears throat> if our listeners want to reach out to you connect you learn from you follow you how can they find you um they can find me they can email me your cup of coffee at gmail.com or my website your cup of coffee.com nice you on social media anywhere oh i am i'm on facebook linkedin Okay. So how uh, can I just hop on your website and find you there then? Yes. Perfect. Cindy, I really appreciate you 
coming on the show. Uh, your time's valuable. And I really, really have had a fantastic time talking with you. It was fun. It was. Listeners, hey, your success is important to me. And it's also important to me to make sure that these episodes are valuable to you and for you. I would love for you to do three things right now. First, I'd love for you to head over to Facebook and join our Sell Without Selling community. That's head over to Facebook, join our Sell Without Selling community. Second, I love to chat with you, get feedback on the episodes and find out any topics that you're interested in to make this show more powerful and helpful to you achieving the success that you've always dreamed of, desired, and know you deserve. And last and definitely not least, hop over to Instagram and follow us at Pivot Point Advantage. That's hop over to Instagram, follow us at Pivot Point Advantage. And always remember this, choice is a powerful thing and suffering is always optional. Get out of your way so you can get on your way so you can finally have your way. Thanks so much for listening and I look forward to talking with you soon. Whether it's mastering your mindset, communication, or success, we have more ways to keep you on your journey to greatness. Be sure to visit us at pivotpointadvantage.com for exclusive online training programs, success-specific courses, and more ways to connect to Stacy directly to help you achieve the financial success you've always desired, dreamed, and deserved. That's all available on pivotpointadvantage.com.